Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. It's Thursday, September 16th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The first detailed results from the 2020 census reveal the St. Louis region is more diverse than 10 years ago. While many minority communities welcome the changes, they also say the new information doesn't tell the full story. It only presents a very flat picture. It's not a 3D picture. There are needs, I think, that are not being captured and not being addressed. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt examines some of the challenges illuminated by the 2020 census results in just a few minutes. All of Missouri Governor Mike Parson's vetoes from this year's regular legislative session remain intact. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, the legislature has failed to overturn any of those decisions. House legislators were able to override four of Parsons' line-item appropriation vetoes. However, once those bills made it to the Senate chamber, everything came to a halt after Republican Senator Mike Moon made a motion to override one of the four bills, a move that to some senators broke precedent. Because Moon was not the handler of the budget bill, Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe did not recognize the motion, leading to hours of debate, including comments from Moon himself. Now we are bickering over the fact that the governor, who happens to be of the same party that we are, and we're saying, oh, well, we can't oppose the governor. Ultimately, Senator Dan Hegeman did bring up the bill for override consideration, though he approved a Parsons veto. The motion failed 15 to 13. I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. Many business groups in Missouri are opposing President Joe Biden's vaccination plan. It calls for employers of 100 or more to require vaccinations or testing. A representative for the nursing home sector told a House committee yesterday in Jefferson City that such mandates create labor shortages. Democratic State Representative Ian Mackey of Richmond Heights questioned whether residents would be better served by not making sure workers have their shots or test negative. It's great that you surveyed the staff members. I'm curious what residents think of this. I'm curious what elderly, at-risk populations who we know have a much greater risk in this pandemic of dying, what they think. The federal government issued a vaccine mandate on nursing homes earlier this year. A massive energy and climate plan to put Illinois on a path to 100 percent clean energy by 2050 is now law. As Hannah Meisel reports, Governor J.B. Pritzker signed the measure yesterday. The law will phase out reliance on fossil fuels for power in favor of renewable energy. But that renewable energy will come at a cost to ratepayers and businesses who will subsidize wind and solar projects through added fees on their power bills. The average customer will pay at least a few more dollars per month, though estimates vary and businesses will pay more. But House Speaker Chris Welch says not enacting a climate plan would also come at a major cost. Climate change is real. Our planet cannot wait. The lives of all of our children were at stake. Customers will also pay more to prop up three of Illinois' aging nuclear plants, which threaten to close down without action from Springfield. I'm Hannah Meisel. Washington University scientists are using a $1.5 million NASA grant to complete a study that could help with manufacturing in space. The research focuses on how liquids change their state, like water starting to become ice, through a process known as nucleation. 
Physics professor Ken Kelton says the results could lead to practical applications for potential space settlements. One of the things that NASA is very interested in is developing bases on the moon and then later on to Mars. But these need to be somewhat self-sustaining because if you've got a part that fails, you can't just pick up the phone and call FedEx to deliver the next one. Experiments for the study by Kelton and research scientist Anup Gengopadhyay are conducted in a weightless environment on the International Space Station. The project is a collaboration with the European Space Agency. The first official numbers from the 2020 census are out. They reveal St. Louis and surrounding counties became more diverse in the past 10 years. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports the results also illuminate some challenges local leaders need to tackle in order to make St. Louis more attractive over the next decade. Between 2010 and 2020, the St. Louis metropolitan area grew by a little more than 1% to just over 2.8 million people. That minuscule growth bothers Ness Sandoval, who researches demography and sociology at St. Louis University. If all things being equal, we should have grown more than 1.2% just on births alone. There should be some concern that St. Louis is not growing as fast as it should grow, given that it's a top metropolitan region. Sandoval says the numbers from the census tell him that people either left the region or just moved around in it over the past 10 years. Outlying counties in Missouri like St. Charles and Jefferson continued to grow, while St. Louis, St. Louis County, and counties in the Metro East struggled to maintain their populations. Most of them shrank. A lot of the changes we're seeing in the region is internal migration. I would say a fair amount of that growth from St. Charles County was probably people leaving the county, St. Louis County. Sandoval says the new census data also reinforce a trend in the American Community Survey, that black residents are leaving St. Louis City for the county or the region entirely. More than 27,000 black residents left the city in the last decade. St. Louis County picked up 13,000 and St. Charles about 6,000. Charlie Cooksey is the founder and CEO of WePower, a community organization in St. Louis focused on building political and economic power. She says black families are the ones who are leaving St. Louis. Families are making a tough but necessary choice because they're not accessing quality early childhood or K-12 educational experiences here in the city, and so they have to pursue that elsewhere. Cooksey says the 2020 numbers from the census reinforce her belief that the city needs to invest in early childhood education and other support for black families. There needs to be a family well-being strategy. That strategy needs to include increasing minimum wage, solutions that consider access to equitable health care. The census numbers also reveal Asian, Hispanic, and multiracial populations grew across the board in the St. Louis region. These groups combined now account for nearly 15% of residents in the city and county. Leaders in these communities say the census numbers are finally starting to reflect the reality they see every day. Tony Maldonado is the chairman for the Hispanic Leaders Group in St. Louis. I knew when we had data from 2010 that the Hispanic community was undercounted. Carolyn Fan says the same is true of Asians around St. Louis. She's the president and founder of the Missouri Asian American Youth Foundation, which develops leaders across the state. 
Fan cautions that top-line census numbers don't capture the nuance of the Asian community in the region. There's a danger where you lump everyone together and you don't really disaggregate the data. It only presents a very flat picture. It's not a 3D picture. There are needs, I think, that are not being captured and not being addressed. Fan says Asian communities are almost always an afterthought in government decisions, if they're even considered. Maldonado says the same is true for Hispanics. He says the community needs more support, especially from local governments. Everything that is here that services the Hispanic community, if you dig deeper, it's been a Hispanic leader that has been pushing for the service. Language access is a key challenge for both growing populations, and the pandemic serves as a prime example. Members of Hispanic and Asian communities were asked to volunteer their time to translate critical information from health departments. And this happens quite often. Chow Nguyen works full-time as a financial representative in St. Louis, but she says she also helps some in the local Asian community with applications for government resources, like Social Security and Medicare. She says the mostly elderly residents she helps don't feel comfortable with representatives who don't speak their language. Our community, they actually don't understand how the government benefit work for them because the language barrier. They don't have time to learn about those benefits. Fan says it's unfair that her community has to be the one to provide these kinds of resources. If St. Louis really wants to be a 21st century city, we need language access that needs to be written into our DNA. And it's an enduring challenge reflected in the numbers Sandoval sees. We're not doomed. This is not our faith. We can we can change. If the state wants to increase and the city wants to increase, it's going to increase by minorities. He says the overwhelming majority of the growth in the state and region in the past 10 years came from minorities. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. We have detailed maps that show how the demographics have changed over the past 10 years on our website, stlpr.org. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm out for the next couple of workdays. Our best-sounding journalist in the newsroom, Maria Altman, will be behind the mic tomorrow. And the legend that is Jonathan All will handle podcast duties on Monday. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.